Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening. I just want to say thank you. I want to add real quick that I added a support button. So if you like the podcast, please donate. Keep this channel going. It's only going to get better. After Christmas, I plan on getting mics and stuff like that, so the sound quality, everything will go up. But today, we are going to do a little pre-review of week 15. We're going to do highlights and scores. We're going to give you the top performances of week 15. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the Chiefs and what they need to do right now before the playoffs start. I will give you the playoff pitchers and the predictions, and I will give you the top stories of week 16 and what to watch for. So let's jump into this, and once again, thanks for your support. I appreciate it so much, and keep the comments coming in. I love you guys. Let's jump into today's show. I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for it, so let's do it. Let's go ahead and talk about the Chiefs versus Chargers. What a heartbreaking loss here in Kansas City against the Chargers. As you guys know, we lost that game by a point, 28-29. to 29. Couldn't believe it. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to this, this game. and Let me know where you guys stand with this. It seemed like during the game... And I'm going to talk a little bit about this, so let me jump to this. Referees. You know, what's going on with the referees this year? There's so many flags already because of the way the league is trying to keep up with the the coming of the XFL in 2020. So you're seeing a lot of rule changes that that go to the offense. They want these high-scoring games like college football on Saturdays, which I like. I like, but... You know, you can have a high-powered offense and score a lot of points without flags every other play on the defense. And a lot of these flags are coming, if you pay attention, a lot of these flags are coming on third third or fourth downs, you know, big plays, teams going for it. You're seeing flags being thrown. I don't like that. I don't like when a team, and that's what you saw against the Chargers and Chiefs game, it seemed like when any team was on the ropes, there were flags. There were flags. And, and in, the, in the past, we used to say, well, you know, you can't leave your team in a position where the refs are going to win it. But that's not what we're seeing anymore. We're seeing the refs involved when they shouldn't be involved. We're either going to let these guys play or we're going to throw flags. I mean, we got to come a, to a middle ground here. I mean, and figure out what's really going on because so many flags, not in just this game, but throughout the NFL, there are so many flags being thrown when teams are – on the ropes and it's just you know I get it you guys want to see fun games we all do but do we really want to see the officials involved this much I don't I I, if you're going to throw flags you got to be consistent you can't not throwing when you look at the Chiefs game that's what you saw you saw inconsistency in the flags I mean, point blank, you had you had blatant penalties that should have been called, and then you have blatant penalties that weren't called. So how are we looking at this as, as fans? When you're looking at calls that should be made and they don't throw flags, and then you're watching the game and you're seeing nothing, no contact, and then flags come in. I, I, I don't get what's going on, and I think the NFL needs to work on that huge. And that's not that has nothing to do with the Chiefs-Chargers game. As you all know, at the end of that game, there were five flags thrown. And you just, 
like I said, there was a helmet to helmet within a in a Philip Rivers call that should have been called, didn't get called. The pass interference at the end of the game that should not have been called, a bobbled ball that wasn't reviewed or reviewed, but they didn't call it. That was crazy to me. And then a blatant push off by the Chargers to score a touchdown that wasn't called. So you're calling pass interference calls. But then you're letting the offense push off. I don't understand. It will never make sense about that. Another big thing in that Chiefs game was Eric Berry. Now listen, guys. I missed Eric Berry. I did as a Chiefs fan. But bringing the guy back when you're playing the Chargers, and you already knew the Chargers were on our heel. You know that Phillip Rivers is not in any way, shape, or form shook when he plays an arrowhead. He's just not. He's played there for 15 years against us. He's not shook. Derek Carr for the for the um, Oakland Raiders. We'll play them at the home last home game of the year. Carr will come in and he will play. He does not care about the sound. He's done it enough. The AFC West. The teams, they know everybody's tricks. That's the thing about division games that's crazy. But back to Eric Berry, I believe that she should have started. I believe that he should have been there. It pumps your defense up. It pumps the fans up. It does it. But playing as much as he played, I don't get it. You don't. You can't have a guy who hasn't played since week one of 2017 and then bring him back for a freaking playoff scenario game. That was, that was insane to me. I don't know. It looked like a couple times Eric Berry was trying to get the defense set, which kind of you look at the defense and you go, well, damn, have they been playing out of position all year? I mean, something's not right. Something's not right for, for you. Let's, let's talk about this. I'm going to jump around a little bit, so please understand it. Let me go to the offense real quick. We got to see that Andy Reid has not changed, not even with a high-caliber team. Not Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, you have everybody. You had Williams out there. I mean, he was playing big. You had these people saying Kareem Hunt who? Andy Reid goes out there the last two possessions of the fourth game, fourth down, <clears throat> fourth quarter, I'm sorry, and plays conservative again. What the hell are you doing? We're running the ball for losses kick the ball from the four-yard line, you need to go out there and you need to get a field goal and put the game in the bag. You already know that Phillip Rivers is going to play good, so you got to put that extra three up. you got to go for it. You have to. These are scenarios where Andy Reid does what Andy Reid has always done, and it's get comfortable and leave the other team in it. And this has always been Andy Reid's problem. Going all the way back to Green Bay, when he had Brett Favre, not to mention Donovan McNabb when he went to Philly. He, he never let these guys play to win the damn game. Once they had the lead, he always went conservative, and it costed him. And we need to figure something out now before these playoffs start. you got to figure something up with Bob Sutton. What's Bob Sutton doing? Does he want to bring four? Does he want to bring five? Does hell, does he want to show up? Scandrick was horrible. Nelson was horrible. I mean, we've dealt with this all season, which is which is confusing to me because you look at these games when the defense against the Ravens went out there and played a hell of a game, got stops when they needed it. Here it is against the Chargers, and you got so much confidence that you're going for two instead of the tie, and you totally beat the defense. 
Defense wasn't even on the field the last drive. Not to mention when you had the helmet-to-helmet play with 20 seconds left. Phillip Rivers gets up, pitches to the referees. The clock's ticking down, 9, 8, and Andy Reid calls a timeout. What are you doing, dude? Use your head. These are things that the Chiefs need to work on going into these playoffs. You know, you got to give, if you're going to have faith in Patrick Mahomes, you got to go out there and let him play it. Andy Reid, take a seat. Take the headset off. It's time. If we don't win a Super Bowl with this roster, we'll never win one. Period. First time since 1983 we went out and got a quarterback to finally do his damn thing. He's throwing for almost 5,000 yards, got 45 touchdowns, and, and you're going out there and running the ball? I don't understand that one. That's, that's big to me. Another one we're going to talk about real quick is that Philadelphia Eagles game. What's all this talk about Jared Goff and him being good and all this? Look at what happened. The Eagles go in there and they beat them when they needed to. The Rams are falling apart. The Saints are barely winning games. So who's your number one team? I can tell you this. I tell you right now, it won't be the it won't be the Patriots. You know, everybody's talking about you've seen Tom Brady do this before and do that. This I don't care. Tom Brady's pushing fifty. Yeah, I know he's forty, but that's fifty in the NFL. You guys know that. I mean, he, he look at when he gets knocked down, he gets up so slow. You got Gronk out there who's 55 years old. He's ready to get to his cruise ship, you know. They're holding on to their glory days, and they think that it's always going to work. No, it's time to get rid of them. Sorry, Patriots fans, but if you guys want to come and play football and dominate the AFC like you used to, you're going to need to get rid of Tom Brady and Gronk. Point blank. The league's changing. Same thing with the Steelers. You think the Steelers are going to be in it at the end? No. It doesn't matter. It might be the Steelers versus the Chiefs for the AFC championship game. It won't be the Patriots at all. Them Eagles are looking good. I think the Cowboys, I, don't, I think they dropped this next game, next two games. They got lucky. Cowboys are, are your luck team. Redskins and Eagles still in that division. So we don't know what's going to play out. There's been a lot of crazy games around the league this past week and upsets that you didn't expect. But things need to get done now. This is the part of the year where you should already have your uh, everything mapped out. You should know how you're going to go out there and win games. Two weeks till the playoffs. You know, good thing the Chiefs went out there and blew that game to the Chargers so we got something to look at. I think it was a good loss. I think we needed it. Shows that we're not invisible. Well, come on. We don't want to be another one and done. It's what we've been used to. And everybody's already saying it. The Chiefs are going to go to the playoffs. They're going to lose the first game. So we got to go out there and we got to do something different. We got to show the haters. Nope, that ain't happening. That's what I think is going on around the league. I think the Saints will take it in the NFC. Saints look good, but they barely passed them. I think it will be the Saints versus the Rams in that NFC championship. The winner of that game will go play, I'm hoping, the Chiefs. Chiefs are the Steelers in the AFC. As I said, Tom Brady's done. You can just look at them slowing down. They get hit and it takes 15 minutes to get up. He ain't getting the calls that he used to get. He's getting hit, and he's getting up, and he's crying. A lot of these quarterbacks are getting up and crying. It's a new generation. They're trying to let these quarterbacks move in the pocket. They don't got time for crybabies anymore. 
tired of giving them chances. I just don't think the Patriots look that good. And I really, and I know last time I got some complaints that said, you know, it sounds like you're repeating yourself. Well, I have to. I have to sometimes. Who doesn't repeat themselves? I'm sorry that I have to tell you over and over these things because you guys watch ESPN and aren't learning anything. I'll say it one more time. The Brady's, the Roethlisberger's, the Breezes, the Rivers, they're done. If you want your team to succeed next season, you got to get rid of the old men. Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Ravens, Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Dask Prescott. These are all young guys. It's, this is the time where you people need to let go. You got to say, you got to let Gronk go be Gronk. He's 50. You got to let these guys go be them. It's done. Be a fan for once. Be an honest fan. Quit telling yourself shit that ain't real. That's why I want to do this podcast. I wanted to come real and legit with you. Not as a fan, not as this. I wanted to give you the facts. Didn't want to be like, I'm not doing this to be like ESPN and tell you guys what you want to hear. Because sometimes what people tell you you want to hear is lies. So keep thinking I'm wrong. But every week that I've done this podcast, I have been right. I pick upset after upset. I told you what was going to happen, and it's time you guys start listening to me because I know for a fact with all my study that I do at ESPN, Fox Sports 1, all of them, they've been wrong, and I've been right. So let's do the damn thing. Share this with your friends. Tell everybody about my podcast. It's only going to get better, like I said. So enjoy the rest of the show. We're going to get into some power rankings. We're going to give you some scores. And we're going to do the damn thing. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to hear what I got to say. Now let's get into the rest of the show. It's time to take a look at your week 15 scores. The LA Chargers edge out the Kansas City Chiefs with a 29-28 victory. Houston Texans... Defeat the Jets 29-22. The Cleveland Browns win yet another one over the Denver Broncos 17-16. The Falcons destroy the Arizona Cardinals 40-14. The Bengals upset the Raiders 30-16. The Vikings destroy the Miami Dolphins with a score of 41-17. Colts hand the Cowboys a big loss at 23-0. The Ravens won a much-needed game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20-17. The Buffalo Bills edge out the Detroit Lions 14-13. The Chicago Bears with a much-needed win over the Packers. They take that one 24-17. The Redskins hanging in there with a huge win. They defeated the Jaguars with a score of 16-13. The Titans hand the Giants another win at 17-0. And the Seattle Seahawks fall to the horrible 49ers with a score of 26-23. A huge loss for the New England Patriots. They took the L to the Pittsburgh Steelers, losing that game 17-10. The Eagles go into Los Angeles and Rams a loss. 30-23 was that final. And the Saints barely edged the Panthers 
They won that game with a score of 12 to 9. And that was your week 15 scores. And this is the part where you join in. Go ahead and email me at jeffowens21 at yahoo.com. I want to know what you guys are thinking here. We're going to talk about the MVP of the 2018-2019 season. Right now it's against the Saints, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes. My opinion here may be different than anybody else. The Saints have barely won four games now. The only thing, I mean, when you're looking at it, the Saints' defense is what's doing it. Yes, Drew Brees is having a hell of a season. He's got 314 completions. On the other hand, Patrick Mahomes has 512 completions. So right there, I mean, it's not even close. The touchdowns, Mahomes has 45. Drew Brees only has 31. I mean, where, where are we comparing people at these days, you know? This is what they're talking about on ESPN and all that. I don't take what ESPN says to heart. I think they're fraudulent. I hate the mainstream media, and that's why I do my own podcast now. And I think a lot of people are starting to switch over to the podcast because mainstream, they're flip-flop, wishy-wash. I mean, they don't know who they want to talk about. They'll put somebody down the next week. They pick them up. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was No, it's all about ratings. I'm all about the truth. Drew Brees doesn't hold a grain of salt against Patrick Mahomes. You're talking about a guy who's been playing for 14 years compared to a guy who's played two seasons, one game last season, so technically a first season. Patrick Mahomes has a 4,857 yards compared to Drew Brees' 3,000 yards. I mean, touchdowns is way out. Mahomes is coming in at 45 touchdowns to Breeze's th- measly 31. But like I said, interceptions is where they're looking. Wow, Joe Breeze has got four interceptions. Mahomes has 11. That's because Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. He's not scared. He tries to make plays. There were so many times when the Chiefs with Alex Smith, they used to look and they're not throwing, they're not throwing the ball enough. They're not this. They're not that. That's what they're doing this year. I mean, come on. He's got a quarterback rating at 114. Drew Brees somehow is coming in at 120 right there. But, I mean, when you look at the yards, 4,857, that's almost – I mean, he's setting – Patrick Mahomes has beat everybody records except for Peyton Manning right now. Drew Brees, like I said, 31 touchdowns. That's not even comparable to 45. What may end up being 52 for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, like I said, Drew Brees has been kept in the game a lot of times by his defense. When he played that game a couple weeks ago against the Dallas Cowboys, you really got to see what Drew Brees had in the bag, and it was not much. I mean, I I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed last week, you know. That was an upsetting loss with the Chiefs, but that was defense. That's something else. Drew Brees has the defense but you don't really see the offense. I mean, you did when they were at their horrible part, but they're kind of lagging here at the end. 
So right now, I'm I'm picking Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. He deserves it more than anybody. Like I said, the first season as a starter, you got numbers like that. People have talked about him over and over. Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback. This is the caliber he should be playing at. So I don't know why we're even looking at these stats. I'm, I think there's a couple more players that are a little bit more deserving to even be talked about besides Drew Brees. But you know how the NFL does these things. And... I would be shocked if Patrick Mahomes doesn't take home the MVP title, but we've seen stranger things happen. So that's a look at, so far, who I got taking the league MVP. Patrick Mahomes, second-year quarterback, 4,857 yards, 45 touchdowns, completion rating of 67. He's throwing the ball almost 516 times. Unbelievable kid, and that's my pick to win the MVP. Now it's time for Week 16 Power Rankings. Coming in at number 10 is the Baltimore Ravens at 8 and 6. Week 15 Power Rankings number 10, they moved up 11 spots. The biggest breakthrough for the Baltimore Ravens so far this season is running back Gus Edwards. He was an undrafted rookie that went from being on the practice squad for the first five weeks of the season to being the NFL's fourth leading rusher the past five games. Only Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Ezekiel Elliott have produced more rushing yards than Edwards since week 11. Edwards' physical running style inside the tackles complements Lamar Jackson's speed, and he can hit the edges. Edwards has filled the void for Alex Collins, who has been disappointing this season, ending with him going on the injured reserve this month. Number 10, that was your Baltimore Ravens. Coming in at number nine is the Indianapolis Colts at eight and six. This week they've moved up 12 slots. And I'm going to have to say the biggest breakthrough for them is the offensive line. That's right. Finally, the line has gone from being the weakest link of the NFL during Andrew Luck's first six years to being the strength of the Colts this season. This group has only given up 16 sacks at second fewest in the NFL after giving up a league-high 56 last season. So I'm going to throw that your way, Indianapolis Colts fan. That line is getting good. Coming in at number eight is the Pittsburgh Steelers at 8-5-1. Their biggest breakthrough is wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. He has 95 catches for 1,274 yards and six touchdowns through 14 games. He's really turned out to be a marquee player. Steelers fans, you got something to be proud of. Coming in at number seven is the New England Patriots at 9-5. and five. They have went down five spots. Their biggest breakthrough this season is cornerback J.C. Jackson. He was an undrafted rookie out of Maryland. Now he's made the 53-man roster out of training camp and is playing meaningful snaps. I'm going to have to compare this guy to a Malcolm Butler kind of story. I guess we got two games left. We'll see how it pans out. But he's the biggest breakthrough for the New England Patriots right now. Coming in at number six is the Houston Texans at 10 and 4. They've moved up seven spots. Their biggest breakthrough is defensive end Christian Covington. He has exploded for 3.5 sacks the past four games and totaling four sacks in his first three NFL seasons. In his fourth season out of Rice, the 2015 six round pick. 
is quietly having his best season on a defense loaded with stars. The Houston Texans are looking good. They're probably the biggest story of the NFL so far this season. Houston coming in at number six. Coming in at number five is my uncle's favorite team, the Chicago Bears at 10-4. and four. This week, they're number five. They have moved up six spots. And I'm going to have to say the biggest breakthrough so far for the Chicago Bears has got to be quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. That's right. You guys all know him. He was drafted the same year Patrick Mahomes was. He, went, he was drafted number two. Last year, he threw for 2,193 yards with only seven touchdowns and also seven interceptions but this year Trubisky is having a huge breakthrough season he's got 2,814 passing yards with 23 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions he's got three rushing touchdowns in his last 12 games so far and I'm gonna have to give it to Trubisky Trubisky has stepped up for the Bears and that's number five the Chicago Bears for your power rankings Coming in at number four is the Los Angeles Rams at 11-3. This week they have moved down three spots. The biggest breakthrough for them has got to be safety John Johnson III. John Johnson is a second-year pro whom the Rams drafted in the third round from Boston College. He made his way into the starting lineup after five games into the season in his rookie year, but in 2018, Johnson has taken his play to the next level. He has intercepted the team best four passes and has 10 pass deflections and is second on his team in total tackles with 106. That's your Los Angeles Rams 11-3 at number four for this week's power rankings. Coming in at number three is the Kansas City Chiefs at 11-3. They've actually went down two spots. You guys already know who the breakthrough star on that team is. It's the one and only Patrick Mahomes. Listen, this is the first time since 1983 where the Chiefs haven't had to get somebody else's trash to run the team. We actually have a quarterback that we drafted and nobody else's trash is needed. This team looks like a team that will be in contention for years down the road and I'm proud of them for finally stepping in. So the Kansas City Chiefs are number three this week in power rankings. Coming in at number two is your LA Chargers at 11 and three, also out of the AFC West. They have moved up four spots this week. Their biggest breakthrough star, I'm going to have to say, is wide receiver Mike Williams. He had a horrible rookie year last year, but this year he's really stepped it up. He's the Chargers' leading receiver with nine touchdown catches. He's got 37 receptions for 592 yards and had a huge game against the Kansas City Chiefs. L.A. Chargers, number two this week. And your number one team for Week 16 is the New Orleans Saints coming in at 12-2. and two. Their biggest breakthrough has to be defensive tackle Sheldon Rankings. He's definitely playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. He's got eight sacks with 12 tackles for a loss. He's a big part of the NFL's number one defense. And he, he's huge. He's six foot two, 305 pounds. And he's out there moving like a little guy. This guy is definitely the Saints' player, biggest breakthrough player for me. And that is your Week 16 Power Rankings. I can't believe we're talking about this already. It's a little upsetting. 
but it's that time. We're heading into week 16, so we are talking playoff pitchers. There's two weeks left in the season, so it's pretty much all in the pitcher for us right now. We know what's going to happen, but it's two weeks left, so we know that there will be some spoilers. I like to say this is the March madness of the NFL season. This is the part of the year where teams that haven't necessarily played good all year come to play you know if you know your team's not going to make the playoffs why go spoil why not go spoil it for other teams you know and that's what we're looking at now that's a march madness week for the nfl two weeks ago we're going to go ahead and start out looking at the afc playoff picture you got the Chiefs setting up at top as the number one seed coming in at number two seed is the texans Three seed as of now is the New England Patriots with the Steelers at number four. The five seed is the San Diego Chargers. And the number six is the Baltimore Ravens. In the hunt on the AFC side, you have the Colts, the Texans, the Dolphins. And may I, may I say this? It's the Cleveland Browns. Can you believe we're talking Cleveland Browns in the hunt? You don't win for 156 games and now we're talking about the playoffs. On your NFC side, you got the New Orleans Saints setting at number one, the LA Rams at number two, Chicago Bears at three, the Dallas Cowboys at four, Seattle Seahawks at the five seed, and the Minnesota Vikings are the sixth seed as of now. In the hunt on the e- NFC side is the Philadelphia Eagles, the Redskins, and the Carolina Panthers. Can't wait to see how this plays out. Like I said, don't. this is the weeks where you don't go in thinking that because your team plays a weak team that it's going to be cake because this is when those teams come to spoil playoff scenarios. That was your week 16 playoff teams so far and you're in the hunts. We'll come back next week and we'll see how this plays out. I pretty much think on the NFC and the AFC side, the ones through fives are sealed. It's going to be those six spots that may change. But like in the NFC, you have the Eagles and Redskins in the hunt. That's not going to play out because they both got to play each other at the end of the season. Same as the other side, you have the Colts and they got to play the Dolphins. So we'll see how that plays out. But we'll see. This is the time of year we all love. Like I said, it's that time already. So get ready. That was your Week 16 AFC and NFC Playoff Pitcher. Hey guys, this is Jeff, and I just want to take time out of my day to say thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please share it on all your social media platforms. We need to get this channel growing. I'm trying to grow this and do it for you guys. I added the support button once again, so if you guys want to make a small donation, it only helps me with the equipment I need and help this show get better. So thank you for listening. Please keep the comments. As always, you can reach me at jeffowens21 at yahoo.com and check out my YouTube channel. Thank you guys for listening today, and we'll be back.